You are Locked On 76ers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia 76ers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Locked On 76ers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday mornings. Um, just want to let you all know, hey, if you want to listen to the 76ers five days a week, on your ride to work, your ride home, lunch, whatever, this is the place that you come to to get your Sixers information, your podcast stuff. You can also follow me on philly.com. Um, there's daily Sixers articles there by me and, and the team that I'm a part of. You know, you can also um, go to the Philadelphia Inquirer, Philly Daily News, and you'll get some stuff. But, hey, make sure you download this podcast and you come here five days a week and I will keep you straight with your Sixers need. Today, I'm going to talk about how unfortunately basketball continuously takes a back seat in the 76ers organization, at least within the last, you know, the last five years or, or the six seasons that I've been covering the team. In the second segment, I want to discuss um, the upcoming game against the New York Knicks. The Sixers play the Knicks tonight at the Wells Fargo Center. And thirdly, just going to give some updates on the Markel Folk situation. I know some of you people are tired of hearing about it, but others, some of you people are can't get enough of it. But um, we'll we'll keep you straight this morning. But here we go in our first segment. You know, y'all, the Sixers just can't get a break. And, you know, I'm serious about that. I mean, think about it. When we talk about the Markel Folk situation or you talk about the 76ers, right, it always gets back to Markel Folks. What is Markel Folks doing? You know, what is a doctor going to find out? What does his team feel? And how does his teammates feel about him? And to be honest with you, everyone's going to say positive things when you ask them about him. No one's going to say right now that he's a huge distraction. I mean, they may say it after he's out of here, but right now they're all going to talk about being supportive of the guy. But when you think of it, the 76ers have the third best record behind the Toronto Raptors, who are 18-4, and four, the Milwaukee Bucks, who are 14-6, and six, and the 76ers are 14-8. So they have the third best record in the Eastern Conference. In the league, in the entire NBA, they have the sixth best mark. You have the Raptors, number one. You have the Bucks, number, number two. You have the Clippers, number three, at 13-6. and six. You got the Golden State Warriors, number four, at 15-7. and seven. The Denver Nuggets, number five, at 14-7. and seven. And the Sixers, again, third at 14-8. and eight. I mean, six at 14-8. Now, here's the thing about the Sixers. We all know um, we all know that the Sixers should have won two more games. We know that. So when you factor that in, if the Sixers should have won two more games, they should be 
16 and 4. I mean, like, they should not have lost to the the Cleveland Cavaliers. They should not have lost to the Brooklyn Nets on the road early in the season. I mean, right then and there, they're the second best team in the East. And we're talking about them battling, you know, to the Toronto Raptors for, you know, the, to, the best record in the East. Heck, they would be the second best team in the league record-wise. But no, this morning, the Markel Folks thing is still in the headlines. You know, everyone wants to know the latest on Markel. We want to, um, you know, we want to find out if it's really the shoulder or are they going to come out and say something about, you know, mental thing. Is it someone in his family? I mean, we're you know, it, it, it just steals the headlines. And when you think back to the beginning of the, the start of the 2013-14 season, non-basketball things has always took the headlines. I mean, whether it was an injury, whether it was a distraction, a disgruntled player, you know, it, it always stole the headlines. You know, it's not about basketball. You know, it just isn't. And, and it becomes, to everyone, you know, you, it, it, it's, it's kind of devised sort of the fan base. I mean, you have certain people saying, leave Markel alone. Other people saying, no, Markel's a bust. Nah, you know, this and that. I mean, no one's talking about Joel. I mean, Joel's having a dominating season. I mean, you know, he's like in the top five. He's like, I believe, I believe he's third in scoring, fourth in rebounds, and seventh in blocks. It's a footnote. Jimmy Butler won two of the last five games. People talk about it a little bit, but soon as it's over, it becomes another footnote. Landry Shamet might be the steal of the first round. Footnote. Ben Simmons isn't having the type of season that some some people expected. Footnote. But then it all goes back. I mean, think about it, y'all. You remember when Nerlens Noel, when a couple years ago, when you know uh, Nerlens Noel said, "I'm not the third center. I'm not a third string center," and he wanted to be traded. That was that took the headlines. Nerlens Noel goes to a doc. He decides to see a doctor and, and goes to Alabama for training. That took the headlines. Oh yeah, last year when when Ja when when Ja Okafor said that, hey, Brian Colangelo could have traded me, but he didn't want to. He messed up. I want out of here. I want to be a buy. I want to be bought out. Yep, basketball took a backseat to that, right? Um. And then, you know, it's just a lot of different things. I mean, I could go on and on. I mean, the Markel Folk situation, this isn't new. I mean, it happened last year. Basketball took a backseat. Now, again, the Sixers go on to the playoffs. They made a nice run. We were all talking about the basketball portion of that, you know, latter part of the season. 
yeah, everyone was, you know, people were all hyped up and everyone was talking about it. But look, for whatever reason, it's not about basketball with the Sixers. It's not. I mean, here's a team with two all-stars on. They made a blockbuster trade. They have the third best record in the Eastern Conference, and they're not really playing particularly well. But it's all about Markel, folks. And it just seems like the longer that this situation stays the way it is, people aren't talking about the record. I mean, the Sixers play the Knicks tonight. Then they play the Washington Wizards on Friday. People are more concerned about what is the doctor going to say about Markel's shoulder this week? Is it going to come out Thursday or is it going to come out Friday? I mean, no one's worrying about the next matchup. I mean, Ernest Cantor, in a game last year, he had 31 points and 22 rebounds against MB. People don't care. They probably forgot. I'm telling you. This is just one of many. A long list of distractions that the 76ers have had over the years. And again, you can agree, you can disagree, but I'm here to tell you, unfortunately, it hasn't been about basketball. All right, y'all, we're back. Back for the second segment. And, you know, let's talk a little bit about this game. Um, you know, the 76ers are coming off of two lack, lack, lack luster performances against the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Brooklyn Nets. Luckily for them, the 76ers were able, or Jimmy, lucky for them, they had Jimmy Butler on their team in Sunday's game against the Nets. The guy scored 18 of his team-high 34 points in the fourth quarter on 7-for-7 shooting. He made four threes during that thing. He was four, you know, of course, 7-for-7, so he made all four of his threes. His last one came at 0.4 seconds left. That ultimately gave the Sixers a 127-125 victory. Now, again, he took over. Now, the Sixers were losing by 20 points. They, they trailed by 20 points twice in the first half. You know, they were down by a lot of double digits in the game before that to the Cleveland Cavaliers, who have the second-worst record in the NBA on Friday. They were down by double digits in the first quarter to Cleveland Cavaliers on Friday. Sixers battled back, but Cleveland went on to win 121-112, right? So that was a horrible loss, horrible loss. 
So when you look at this game, the key for the 76ers is you got to get out strong. You know, J.J., you know, we J.J. Redick was asked yesterday. He was asked, you know, is this in your mind a result of basically overlooking teams, you know, playing, you know, teams with losing records? He disagrees. He thinks it has more to do with the 76ers having a grueling schedule now. You know, they played 22 games, but there was a point where I think at the 20, 20 game mark that they played more games than any other team in the NBA. They had the most back-to-backs. I mean, they had a grueling schedule, right? And it's funny that, not funny, but that came after a grueling trip to China. I mean... They they went to China for several days where they had two games against uh, the Dallas Mavericks. Now, that was a grueling trip. So you you have that on top of, uh, you know, playing 22 games or 20, at that point, 20 games more so than anyone else. So Reddick said, you know, we haven't had much breathing room in our schedule. I don't think our team is in a position where it can take opponents lightly. We certainly won't do that tomorrow night. Well, we'll find out. We'll also find out if the 76ers' defense is is going to improve. I mean, right now they're tied with the Phoenix Suns for 25th in the league in scoring defense at 114.1 points per game. That's how much they're giving up. I mean, the Sixers were ranked 11th in the same category last year, giving up 105.3 points at the conclusion of last season, right? You know, but the matchup to pay close attention to, like I talked to you guys before about Ernest Cantor, right? You know, Cantor had 16 points and, and, and 10 rebounds on Tuesday. You know, that was one game after he finished with 21 points, 26 rebounds, and three assists in an upset against the Memphis Grizzlies, right? So, um, you know, he the guy is averaging 15.2 points, and he's tied for ninth in the league in 12 rebounds, right? He's also tied for third in the league with Andre Drummond, for the uh for double doubles. Yeah, they both have 13. Now, as I talked to you guys before about MB about you know, Embiid having a MVP type season. I mean, this is going to be an interesting matchup. So you got Embiid who's third in the league in scoring at 28.1 points. He's fourth from rebounds with 13 or 3. Ooh, I messed up earlier. I said in the top six in three categories. He's actually seventh in block shots at two, right? He leads the league with 20 double-doubles. Now, last year, the Sixers swept all four meetings with the Knicks. They're in the division rival, Atlantic division rival. Now, the last, the team's last meeting on March the 28th, 
was one that Sixers fans probably don't want to remember. I mean, Cantor finished the game with 17 points and 14 rebounds. Meanwhile, Embiid suffered a game-ending concussion and fracture to the orbital bone near his left eye in the second quarter. The All-Star Center went on to miss the final eight regular season games. Right? In the first two games of the opening round playoff series with the Miami Heat. So, I mean, that's a bad game that people want to probably want to forget about. Um, I'm pretty sure if I'm Embiid, it's a team that I want to face. You know, you want to get over that hurdle. I mean, he already played, but, you know, he wants to, you know, you know, you just want to go back and you want to play. You know, especially Embiid, he wants to play all the time. So, you know, that's where we are. This should be a pretty good game. Now, before the Knicks, you know, the Knicks have a 7 and have a 7 and 15 record after losing to the Pistons. 115-108 last night, right on the road. But before that, they had three very impressive victories. I mean, it was their first three-game winning streak of the season. They de- defeated the Grizzlies on Sunday. They defeated the Pelicans on Friday. And then on Wednesday, I believe, they defeated the Boston Celtics, right? So, I mean, we're talking about three playoff teams, quote-unquote, right now, that who they knocked off. So that's a big thing for this team. Um, so it should be a very interesting game. All right, y'all. Um, you know, before, before I, I get to you and I talk about you know, Markel folks in this third segment. I really want to talk to you guys about my bookie. You know, my bookie. Now, I know that some of you guys, um, this is a football thing, but some of you, I mean, excuse me, it's a basketball thing, but some of you guys, like, really like football. And, and I do, too, NFL football. You know, it's, it's weird. Like, I'm a, a part of a, a fantasy football league Um it's called the Free Press League. And, you know, before one of my prior jobs, before working for the Inquirers, I worked in Georgia at the Valdosta Daily Times. And, um, you know, this league that I'm in, for the most part, a lot of guys are former sports writers. A lot of us didn't work with each other. Um, but we, we all, you know, like, we, you know, one guy left and then you replace him and, and so on and so forth. But we have a bond. And what we do is the way that we communicate, basically due to having busy schedules, is through this fantasy football league. And it's something I really look forward to. And I also, you know, I'm not really a betting man, but I know a lot of people who bet on football. And, you know, a lot of them, I always tell them, go to my bookie. You know, go go to my bookie. And I even tell people, who with this podcast go to my bookie. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually it's what an NFL team to bet on this week. The truth is I don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important on who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys. They are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years. 
has great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use, right? So join now, <coughs> and my bookie will match your de- deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code Locked On to activate the offer. Visit my bookie online today. That's M Y B O O K I E. And don't forget to use the promo code Locked On when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, fellas. We're back for the final segment. And, you know, it just seems like we talked about Markel. It seems like that he's going to get traded. You know, I I don't know if it's going to happen this week. I don't know next week. But I I don't expect Markel to be a part of this team next year. Um, You know, there are certain... I I think that the Sixers are going to come to the realization that, like we talked about before, that he's a major distraction. Right. I also believe that there are certain teams like the Cleveland Cavaliers who fulfill a need that the Sixers have. They want a shooter. They want a shooter off the bench, kind of like how they had last year. And Kyle Korver fills that need. The Cavaliers have no use for Kyle. Right. They're not playing him. He's just a veteran on the bench while they're playing the younger guys. So that could make a swap to help the Sixers out. Now, the Sixers just have to decide if they want to, you know, pay him his $3.4 million that he's going to be due, partially guaranteed due next season. Now, again, what I mean by that is he has um, – he'll make like seven – he can make – Seven something, seven million next year. But if the Sixers don't pick that up, he he's going to be due three point four four. If you know, I hope I'm not confusing, but that's what it is. So the Sixers have to decide if that's what they want. Now the only problem about Kyle Korver is he's going to help you offensively, but the defense is trash. The Sixers' defense right now, and Kyle Korver is not going to make you a better defensive team. Now. He'll stick some threes. He'll play well um, that, you know, offensively. But this team has defensive problems. You know, Mike Muscala, the last game, was getting used. Um, you know, Landry Shamit was getting used. Furkan, that's not really a good strength. So when you have a defense like that, you need some people that's going to help the defense. Now, the Sixers could possibly wait to like after December 15th to make a move because that's when um, guys who signed deals with teams this summer are going to be eligible to be traded. So, you know, there's a lot going on right there. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see. But I don't think Markell's coming back after this year. I just don't. You know, I, I just don't. Um, but, you know, Phoenix is an option, too. You know, it depends on who the Sixers want to get from there, but Phoenix is a, a is an option for Markel to go to. And don't rule out teams like Miami and maybe even the Knicks, you know. But, hey, y'all, I want to thank you for listening and have a great day.
I talk to y'all tomorrow. We're going to talk about uh, tonight's game and probably some more Markel folk stuff. The 76ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.